It's Fake News Friday. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So it is Friday, and we decided to bring back a segment that we used to do here at The Candace Malcolm Show, bring it back for the election, and it is going to be called Fake News Fridays. We're going to do it every Friday throughout the entire election campaign. We used to do this segment on the show. It was called This Week in Fake News, and there's just so much misinformation, so much bad reporting out there that we thought it was important to bring it back to you for this campaign, so keep an eye out for it every Friday. Tune into the Candace Malcolm Show, where I will unpack and deconstruct the most misleading headlines and the worst journalism of the week. So let's get to it. The first story I want to talk about today isn't fake news per se, but it will lead to a lot of misinformation and a really bad imbalance of power. I'm talking about this story over at Blacklock's Reporter. They reported that CBC has been hired as an election fact checker for Facebook. So reading from the story here, Facebook Canada yesterday named the CBC as an election campaign fact checker. The Crown Broadcaster's French language service Radio Canada will monitor other media's news stories to ensure accuracy. And I'll just keep reading here so we get a better understanding of what this means. So this is a quote from Facebook. It says, when a fact checker rates a piece of content as false, we significantly reduce its distribution so that fewer people can see it, Facebook wrote in a 2021 Canadian Election Integrity Initiative. We notify people who try to share the content or previously shared it that the information is false, and we apply a warning label that links to the fact checker's article disproving this claim. And so according to a Facebook spokesperson, they say every fact-checking organization in our program is required to have a public appeals email address so that media who object to CBC's fact findings could file a complaint. Well, that's sort of good news, isn't it? Now, the program was intended to fight disinformation and connect Canadians with credible information, Facebook wrote. We are committed to doing our part to support civic engagement. Now, it's one thing that CBC routinely pushes out its own biased information, biased reports, but now they're the ones who are going to be put in charge of determining what is fact and what is not. This is an incredibly dangerous power for one media outlet to hold, especially one like the CBC, the state broadcaster, who routinely engages in biased and skewed journalism. They're open fans of Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party. And if you doubt that for a minute, here's one clip from the last federal election of Justin Trudeau openly talking about his admiration for the CBC. Or next, check out this incredibly softball interview between CBC host and news personality Rosemary Barton and Liberal leader Justin Trudeau. I find once once I'm done politics, I'm done politics. Uh, last book you've read or the book you're reading? Um, the just finished uh, the um, the patch, which was uh, Chris Turner's uh, history yes. of yeah. uh, of the oil patch. Um, but I'm also about to start uh, the new uh, Ken Follett with uh, the third third book that is uh, the sequel to um, Pillars of the Earth. That's your, your nerdy side. That, no, that's that's my uh, uh, sci-fi nerdy side. No, no, it's not it's not sci-fi. It's it's just a, a sweeping historical epic, I'm sure. But yeah. I haven't started it yet. So they they don't hide their bias. They are open fans of Justin Trudeau and. 
according to True North's own fact-checking, we have found that the CBC have published several articles that were wrong or misleading. Add to that the fact that the CBC sued the Conservative Party during the last federal election, a lawsuit that they ultimately lost, and the fact that the CBC has hidden the ties of their contributors who had ties to the Liberal Party, while all, all the while claiming to objectively report the facts. And Blacklock's reporter helpfully points out the fact that the CBC itself has gotten a lot of information wrong, a lot of reports wrong. These are just a few examples of the things that the CBC has gotten wrong. The network admitted inaccurately reporting that the AstraZeneca vaccine was 100% effective, which it is not. They mistakenly claimed that Saskatchewan Health Minister Paul Merriman had COVID when he did not. They garbled statements about the Middle Eastern conflict within the Green Party and its leader, Anime Paul. They falsely claimed that the RCMP fatally shot a woman in Edmonston, New Brunswick. They falsely claimed that the police fatally tasered a man in Winnipeg. And they misidentified the first black MP elected to Parliament. So the CBC is not exactly a steward of truth. And again, this can lead to an incredible amount of misinformation being out there. So the CBC already gets over a billion dollars from the taxpayer. And now they get to potentially silence and regulate their competition. They've admitted to getting it wrong several times. Their own ombudsman had to call them out for misleading their own audience. And so here we have a media company that just has way too much power in Canada. And here we see they're getting even more power in a way that can really influence the election because a lot of people go on Facebook to get their news. And if all of a sudden it's not just the Silicon Valley titans that are tipping the scale and choosing what you can and cannot see. It's also the CBC in that mix. That's incredibly dangerous for Canada, incredibly dangerous for the state of independent media and just freedom of speech, the ability to share news stories. It's incredibly concerning revelation. And that's why it gets the number one place in our fake news of the week, fake news Friday report. But let's move on because we have a few other stories to cover. So this photo made the rounds on social media. I shared it with you on my show earlier this week. It shows CNN Afghanistan correspondent Clarissa Ward, and it shows two pictures of her. The picture says a thousand words, and really it exemplifies how the Taliban was able to take over the country so quickly. Kabul fell very quickly, and just how stark the difference would be under a Taliban rule where women basically have no rights and are forced to dress this way and don't have opportunities like education. So it, it perfectly shows the contrast of just how quickly that country fell apart and how the West has failed them. And yet... The AP, the Associated Press in the U.S., decided to fact-check this picture to let us know that it is missing some context, it's lacking some context. So the fact-checkers over at AP were wasting their time trying to tell people that no, the story wasn't misleading, no, it wasn't wrong, it was just missing context. And that context is simply that in the top picture, Clarissa Ward apparently is in a private compound, so she was able to dress a little bit more Western, whereas the second one, she's out in the street. But still, the fact that she had to wear that second outfit, the fact that she's forced to wear an abeya, which is that long black garb, plus the head covering, because the Taliban rule, that is accurate, that is true. So why is AP wasting their time trying to tell us that it is not true? It just shows how preoccupied the mainstream media is with what? Trying to defend the Taliban? Trying to say the Taliban isn't that bad? Interestingly, this is a short article that the AP did. So within the short fact check, it included this line. It says that the Taliban spokesperson said that the Taliban would honor women's rights within the norms of Islamic law without elaborating. The Taliban encouraged women to return to work and allowed girls to go to school. 
handing out headscarves to them. So without any irony, they're fact-checking this picture that went viral that is an accurate picture. It's not distorted media. It's an ac accurate picture showing what's going on in Afghanistan. And then they include a quote from the Taliban lying and saying that women will have rights and they don't bother to fact-check the Taliban. They're not fact-checking the Taliban. They're putting the Taliban's statement out as fact in their fact check is just so ridiculous and on that same vein of course the cbc jumped right in to that look at this headline taliban vow to honor women's right within islamic law in afghanistan they took that same taliban pr message and they're parroting it they're putting it out without enough skepticism without doubting it and just saying you know Islam islamic law for women isn't really that bad it is so sickening to see the mainstream media pushing the Taliban lines and defending the Taliban. Why on earth would they defend the Taliban? It makes no sense and it is just absolutely enraging, especially to see the state broadcaster doing that. Okay, I want to get to one more story for Fake News Friday. This one we covered here at True North. We did our own fact check. So the headline here, CBC, Aaron O'Toole opposes mandatory vaccination for federal public servants and travelers. So the CBC published a hit piece on the conservatives attempting to paint the conservative position on mandatory vaccines for federal workers as somehow controversial, somehow anti-vaxxer, even though it is the exact same plan as the liberals. The truth is that the liberal plan and the conservative plan both include exemptions for federal workers who wish not to get vaccinated. The CBC knows this is an election wedge issue and they choose to take the liberal talking points and turn it into their own story. They're painting the conservative as being anti-vax and anti-science. But this isn't the case. The CBC never mentioned the fact that the conservative plan is basically identical to the liberal plan. So this is from the article. It says, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole said late Sunday he is opposed to mandatory vaccines for federal public servants and instead prefers a regular rapid testing regime to keep workplaces safe from COVID-19. O'Toole said the liberal plan is a divisive one and Canadians instead want a reasonable and balanced approach that protects their right to make a personal health decision. And of course, they buried the fact that the government announced last week that it would require vaccination across the federal service by the end of September. But there are some exemptions for workers with variable health conditions. So again, it's the same position. It's the same position. The CBC is somehow reporting that it is different. You can't trust the CBC. And that's why it's even worse and even more concerning that the CBC is given that power to fact check over at Facebook. They are trying their very best to skew this election, to push their friend Justin Trudeau to make sure that he wins. And that's why it is so important that Canadians not get their news from the legacy media and not get their news from places like the CBC because you cannot trust them. That's why independent media is more important than ever. I'm Candace Malcolm and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.